Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. Prime time. He's going to the danger zone. Let's go. And producer Tony. This is only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Skull, use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? Already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. Hey, fellas, I love the podcast. Music created by Brian Swanson. Welcome, everyone, to the week two preview show fantasy football scoop and poop poop. I am Tony. I am here with Bishop and Micah. And uh, I don't know, I'm already sick of the uh, oh, oh. Oh, the Jets are cursed. Oh, the Jets are cursed. You know what? Bears fans are cursed. That's that's who's cursed. You know what I mean? <laughs> We've been dealing with, with bad quarterbacks yeah. for, for decades. Decades, Bishop. I don't want to hear it. We had yet. one. We had one who was the, supposed to be the savior, and he was. But we we forsaked him, whatever that word is, Rex Grossman. We had Rex Grossman, and we could have just built around Rex, and yep. we would have been fine, but no. Nope. Yeah, I, I mean, it's all, it's all every, every, every media outlet you go, oh, the Jets are cursed, oh, all this New York bias crap. Nobody cares about the Jets outside of Bishop. Uh, uh, Micah doesn't care about the Jets, right? I'm actually I'm I'm pretty down with the Jets. I got no beef with them. We were part of the uh, we started the Chad Pennington connection back in the day to troll uh, Giuseppe, who was a Dolphins fan. <laughs> I do remember those days. We we I bought have... a Chad Pennington jersey just to spite him. I think I have a Curtis Martin jersey just to spite him too. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys are spending money on jerseys to fuck with Giuseppe. That's great. <laughs> yes, it's worth it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, buckle up, because I think for the next, like, six weeks, that's all we're going to hear about is just, uh, what are the Jets going to do? Are they going to go get Tom Brady? What do you think? Uh, I'm walking here. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, whatever. I heard that they tried to, or Colin Kaepernick reached out, and oh, they were yeah. just like, no, thank you. No, thank you. I did see that RG3, like, offered himself on, like, he, he, he like, works for ESPN now, and he, like, just randomly said, like, hey, Call me. I will come play for you. <laughs> like, I, do people not remember these people sucked and there's a reason why they don't play anymore? Like, I feel I feel like you get, like, an undrafted quarterback rookie yeah. and he'll do better than any of these 
people who haven't played in five years. I did I did hear one name that I I would immediately sign up for him coming back and playing for the Jets, and that was Philip Rivers Bishop. Oh, he's got a lot of kids. I know he, he's got he, a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. <laughs> Tony and I were talking once, and uh, between Philip Rivers, uh, Antonio Cromartie, and I don't remember who the third person was. Pretty soon in the NFL, we're going to have like an all Rivers Cromartie uh, NFL. I think it was Sean Alexander. I think Sean Alexander's got like yeah, that's who it was. He's got a bunch of kids. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of kids. Yeah, like twenty thirty, it's going to be like predominantly those three people. <laughs> and what if Evander Holyfield's kids play football? <laughs> it's over then. It's over. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I guess we'll just deal with it, and hopefully, hopefully, it'll end soon. Hopefully, he'll go back in the darkness and out of our lives forever. But uh, let's get in to the waiver wire. Waiver wire, waiver wire. Hello and welcome to our what is this week two? Just starting waiver wires yep. process, and I hate this already. Um, I'm not looking forward to this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I like Tony. Uh, let's go with the number one bid. The highest amount of money spent this week was by Artificial Intelligent, which is Tony, picking up Puka Naka. Puka Naka. The wide receiver from the Rams and releasing Dion Jackson, a name I could pronounce, running back from the Colts. Tony, who's Puka Naka? I, I pronounce it Puku Nakuku. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, apparently, this kid's a rookie wide receiver for the Rams, and he got 15 targets and caught 10 of them. Um, I don't think that Cooper Cup is coming back, like, anytime soon. So if this kid can, you know, be like half of a Cooper Cup, I, I would be very happy to have that. Uh, I, it's a, it's just a, it's a lottery ticket. I'm going to scratch it. We'll see if it pays off, but, uh, it's a $27 lottery ticket. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I ended up last year with like 30 bucks fab in my pocket that I didn't use. So I don't want to do that again this year. I want to, I want to use it early and often. So, uh, I'm going to pick up a Puku Nakuku here. Let's do it. All right. Puku Loka. Here we go. Uh, next up, we have Robot Unicorn Attack picking up Kyron Williams, another Ram running back for $26 and releasing Damian Harris. Don't even know who that is. Running back from Buffalo. I think he scored a touchdown last week, which is even more funny. But... That's hilarious. <laughs> um Let's go. Next up, we've got Micah's team, Serbia, or just, I, sh- I should just say Serbia, uh, acquiring Joshua Kelly for $23, running back from the Chargers, and releasing Zach Moss, running back from the Colts. Micah, elaborate. So Joshua Kelly uh, had 12 points, and then there was notes that, uh, what's his face, Austin Eckler may have some ankle issues. So I figured, why not take a gamble on this guy? Uh, he might be a good um, ace in the hole for a bye week or if someone gets hurt. And I did anticipate a couple other bids, so I splurged a little bit, $23. Um, I was hoping that BDI would bid $22. I was trying to think what BDI might do. 
But uh, last, that did not happen. But uh, just a guy to uh, to stash on the bench. I'm typically not big on the fab. I'm not too active there. So I've got no worries that later in the year when we're all just like playing like Hunger Games for trash heap, you know, players. I'll just, I'll just take a guy that, that has some production now. See what happens. And the correct answer was B. I would be playing video games. <laughs> playing video games. All right. Uh, next up, we have that aforementioned BDI and his team named Nick slash her acquiring Romeo Dubs, wide receiver from the Packers for $18 and releasing <gasps> Guy Moore? What? Receiver from Kansas City? Whoa, what? it's not like I predicted this would happen. <laughs> it's amazing. And he'll probably get picked up and dropped several more times because of this podcast and how I hype him up. But I'm going to wait until like week eight when it becomes very important in, for the playoff push. I like it. Okay. Uh, let's go. Next up, we've got Kowalski again, Robot Unicorn Attack, acquiring 2021 Mike Michael Thomas, wide receiver from the Saints, for $13 and releasing Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Tennessee. Michael Thomas must have had a good week last week for someone to actually spend fat money on. That's fascinating. And next up we have Cologne. I, I just just say I hate this. I hate, <laughs> I hate Michael Thomas. I, he's dead to me. Uh, this is a flash in the pan. He's he's gonna tear his uterus next week and he'll be gone for two more years. I knew this upset you, and I was waiting for you to jump in with the <laughs> I hate Michael Thomas. Yes. And I, there, I knew it would come eventually. I just picture yourself like sitting there, like rocking back and forth, about to like blow up. Oh man! And you were trying to contain it, but you couldn't. Do you have a camera on me? Because that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Cologne Rocks acquiring Jacoby Myers, wide receiver from the Raiders, for eleven dollars, and releasing the New York Jets quarterback is also available. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Some heavy hitters uh, and there. that'll do yeah i know right uh and that's going to conclude the waiver portion and now on to the free moves uh, surely i think sky you actually Moore... missed some more recent moves yeah surely sky Moore must have been swooped up and picked up immediately when waivers were open right bishop uh well let's take a look we're gonna have to take a look uh First, we have Giuseppe picking up a Rashid Shahid, a wide receiver from the another wide receiver from the Saints, and releasing Kyle Pitts. That's an interesting drop. I think the Falcons only threw like ten passes last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have Matt's team spam releasing the often injured Gus Edwards, running back from Baltimore Ravens, and acquiring up uh, other way around, releasing J.K. Dobbins running back for Baltimore, and acquiring Gus Edwards. So he picked up a starting quarterback without spending, or starting running back without spending any money. There you go. Smart. That's why he does taxes. <laughs> and lastly, we have Cologne Rocks acquiring Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver from the Patriots, and releasing Odell Beckham Jr. That will conclude your waiver wire segment for week two, and I hate you guys. Waiver. What? Where, where's the where's the Sky Moore pickup? I mean, it, 
I can't think of any team that wouldn't want an impact player like Sky Moore on their roster. That's that's. I'm telling you, Tony, this is all orchestrated. This is calculated well in advance. It's going to be done eventually when the, when the time is right. Okay. Well, I hope I hope the time is soon. Um, so let's get to some emails. There's a letter in your mailbox. And we have a message from Dan Kowalski. Again, with a unicorn emoji as this the uh, subject. And it reads, Anthony Richardson, I emoji. J.K. Dobbins, we hardly knew you. Are you okay, Joe? Question mark. Are the Saints for real? Question mark. Eckler is a machine. Dolphins finna break some records. Don't panic. It's just week one. And how about them Cowboys? And then it is another unicorn emoji. And it says, wear no disguise from me. Come into the open. Uh, so kind of like a, a summary of the week here from Kowalski. We definitely appreciate it. Um, we talked about the Joe Burrow thing, sucking ass. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I mean, I, I don't ever want to hear that guy's name again in fantasy football. Like, that guy is a, a walking injury report, basically, Bishop. Yeah, but I feel so bad for the kid. Like, man, he tries really hard. <laughs> you know, he wants to be in the NFL, and he just keeps getting hurt. It's very unfortunate. Oh, it's certainly unfortunate. I just don't want to hear any fantasy analysts say his name ever again. <laughs> Yeah, and don't, I will never draft his ass. Like, right. I don't know if you noticed, I ain't never drafted his ass. Yep. But I still feel bad for him. Uh, are, do you think the Saints are for real? Because I don't. I think they are uh, maybe the best team in the NFC South, which is uh, like being the tallest kid with Down syndrome, pretty much. Actually, if you look at our preseason predictions, I have the Saints in the Super Bowl. So, wow. I, yes, I do think they're a sneaky good team this year. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going on with these unicorn emojis, uh, but I, I'm sure we'll get more. I think it's his team name, isn't it? Rainbow Unicorn Attack. Oh, God damn it. You're right. I'm an idiot. Yes. Yes. Rainbow Unicorn Attack. Robot Unicorn Attack. Sorry. Yeah, that's what it is. Whatever. <laughs> that was close. Well, anyway, thank you for the email, Kowalski. Uh, our next email comes from Hattori Hanzo, and it's entitled... In Joku Watch 2023, <laughs> two catches, 24 yards, two fantasy points. Njoku is rising up the charts, Micah. You're still sending emails, even though you are a co-host on this show. Uh, so thank you very much for that. You're more than welcome. It's one of the uh, most important watches. You know, some people follow uh, seismic activities. Some people follow politics. Yep. I like to follow uh, David Joku and, you know, try to goad BDI into picking up because you know he wants to. You know he wants to, BDI. He's out there for you. Uh, as soon as he catches his first touchdown, that's going to be it. He's going to pick him up. Guarantee it. Lock it up. <laughs> uh, and we do have a communication from Giuseppe. Uh, thank you so much again for taking the time to, to send this. I will play it now. What's up, gentlemen? I hope you're having a great start to your week. Week one in the books, and I'm here again for week two. And what I want to talk about this week is whatever happened to predictability. In the 
Fantasy Football League, we had five of the top 15 wide receivers undrafted in our league in terms of performance after week one. In the NFL, you had the top three seeds from the playoffs last year, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, all lose with a total of seven playoff teams losing out of 14 losing in week one. So I ask you as with all the focus, attention, advanced analytics and statistics that we have, why does it seem like we're further away from being able to predict these things than we've ever been? Interested to hear your thoughts. As always, best of luck to everyone in week two. Take care. And thank you again, Giuseppe, for for taking the time to send us an email. Um, I think that this is what the NFL wants, guys. Uh, I know, like, I think Pete Rozelle was the the commissioner back in the eighties, and he 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 talked about wanting parity, where any team could win. Um, and I think we're we we're, we're closer there than we've ever been. I don't think they want like the the steel curtain uh, uh, Steelers from the seventies or like the 49ers from the eighties. Like they don't want those like dynasties anymore. Cause, cause you know what happens is like, okay. Then like most of the league is uninterested and then they don't sell tickets and then nobody watches the games and then they don't sell commercial time. So they want every market to be engaged. So I think that's really what they're trying to do. I a hundred percent agree, but I am also of the theory that it's all a work. Uh, just like professional wrestling, it's all pre-ordained, pre-orchestrated. Everyone knows who's going to, maybe not to like the game level, but they know. They know. They know who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. What about you, Michael? Well, first, I would just like to, uh, to provide a quick thank you to our dear host, Tony. Uh, if it were not for him, um, I would not know the question because that thick Milanese accent was just too much for me to take. I, I, I couldn't see what was happening. Uh, I thought we had Americans in this league, man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I kind of think, uh, you know, you're both on to something there. Uh, I'm also somewhat skeptical of, <laughs> of, the, of the NFL. It's hard not to be. You know, there's certain results that they want, and I, they definitely do want parity because it's not good. They don't want this to be like Major League Baseball, where you can just have like crap teams that don't draw, but you know, they, they're kind of middling like the Pirates or something like that. But um, a lot of it too is just kind of that whole any given Sunday thing. Weird things can happen, like we saw last week. Um, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of that going forward. Uh, at least I would hope not, because some of those games were were pretty brutal to watch. But, um, yeah, it's just, it is what it is for now. It's not always going to go the way you expect. No, it certainly does not. And I guess that keeps uh, Vegas happy, too, I guess. Uh, So uh, thanks for the the audio clip. And now we'll get to some prediction results. And much like elite quarterbacks last week, we had a (laughs) terrible week, gentlemen. Myself and Micah led the way with three out of six. Um, and Bishop, you only hit two, buddy. So you're behind the eight ball here. Uh, three, three to two here. And now is when the league really starts to get fun. We get into intra-divisional play. 
Um, this is where all the rivalries are. Uh, this is uh, the best time of, of, of year in this league, I think, because once we get to the, the last part of intra-divisional play at the end of the year, like half the teams are, are, are out of it and, and checked out, but there's still a glimmer of hope in, uh, in every team uh, this, this right now. So let's get to our first matchup, and we start always in the Balls Mahoney. And we have Turtle and Avitsa's Iowa Gangbang Thugs versus the Rainbow Robot Unicorn Attack from uh, Kowalski. Uh, I will mention that uh, Turtle and Avitsa are four-and-a-half-point favorites here. Uh, both these starting quarterbacks had terrible week ones. Uh, so, Bishop, I'm going to ask you to lead off here. Uh, who do you think is going to win and why? Um, Turtle is starting Tyler Algier which I find amazing. Uh, dude, this, I don't know, I think this is a Kowalski week. I think the Burrow uh, is going to try to bounce back and prove that he's worth the money he got paid, and he's going to throw it down the gullet of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I don't like his Kyron Williams play. Uh, I definitely don't like his DJ Moore play. Get that guy out of there. Put in that Michael Thomas guy you just spent money for. Uh, they're playing Carolina on Monday night. Uh, yeah, give me give me Dan Kowalski, and, but it'll be close, I think. All right, I'll take this one next. I uh, I do not like the DJ Moore play. I think the Bears are going to struggle yet again. Uh, Travis Kelsey, who knows if he's going to play? Who knows if he's going to play an entire game? Uh, I have a lot of questions there. Um, and I, I do not like Kyron Williams against the 49ers. Uh, so I'm going to take turtle here. I see two stone cold stud wide receivers. Uh, and I think that's good enough for me. So I'm going to take turtle here. So this is actually a pretty, uh, pretty intriguing fantasy matchup. You got two quarterbacks who played like ass last week, likely will not this week, and they're in the same game. So that's pretty damn interesting. Um, I do think Burrow will be more productive than Lamar Jackson. Uh, Travis Kelsey, still a wild card. Um, as you mentioned, Tony, we don't know if he's playing or not. Uh, DJ Moore, uh, Bears receiver. Justin Fields is trash. Probably not best to start a Bears receiver, but even if we assume that Michael Thomas or someone else is playing, um, I'm also a fan of that tandem that uh, Ibiza Turtle has with Jefferson and Amon Ra. Um, they both could be poised for big weeks, um, and I think that puts Iowa gangbang thugs over the top this week. All right. Let's go to our next matchup, and we have Bishop's Nitro versus my artificially intelligent. Bishop is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, that's a popular number uh, this week. Um, so, Micah, what do you think is going to happen this week? Uh, who Who's going to take the victory? Uh, RT Sports believes that Bishop is going to win with a 62% probability 
So before I divulge what I believe will happen, I do have to ask our DCWA Hall of Famer, what jersey are you wearing to the game? Uh, I, I do own a Bucks jersey, and I thought about it's a Keyshawn Johnson one. Uh, I'm not going to wear it. I might wear it, though. I haven't decided, but it's there. Okay. It's an option. So you don't own a Bears jersey any longer? Oh, I have, like, loads of Bears jerseys, yeah. Okay, so... But no, no creamsicle Bucks jerseys, I imagine. No, but I, I might buy a creamsicle Tom Brady jersey while I'm there. Oh, that, oh, man. Go nice with like a Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott or something like that, like old school. Yeah. I mean, Keyshawn's pretty old school. I just, if I had a Grammatica one, I, I'd wear that. Oh yeah. Oh, Grammatica creamsicle would be epic. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no longer a, a Martin Grammatica or even a lesser Bill Grammatica in the league. But uh, but anyway, I digress. So looking over the lineups, uh, kind of a similar situation with the quarterbacks. You've got uh, two guys who need to bounce back a bit, although Hurts wasn't terrible, just not the best week. Um, I do like uh, Tony Pollard against the Jets. That might be a bit tough. James Conner against the Giants. Devonta Adams, man, this is a pretty good fantasy matchup. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to bounce back in a big way. I think James Conner has the potential to have a very heavy <laughs> workload against that porous Giants offensive line. Uh, Tony Pollard may not have numbers like he did last week, but the guy's a stud. Uh, Mike Evans, um, I think your uh, the Nitro lineup looks pretty good this week, so I'm going to go with Nitro. Um, I'll jump in here, Tony. Please. Uh, no problem. I think you need to get uh, TJ Hawkinson out of your lineup and start that uh, Puka Noah, whatever his name is, Puka Noah, Puka Naki. Uh, yeah, why not? Just get that dude in because uh, I don't know. I'm, I just don't like tight ends, I guess. And he's playing Thursday. That's not a good thing. And Kirk Cousins doesn't have a mustache, so who knows? Uh, but I'm going to take Tony here because it's pretty obvious. Uh, he's got some very good matchups. He's got James Cook at home against the, the Raiders. Uh, I think uh, the Miami-New England game, New England is very good at taking away their number one target, whether it's running back or receiver. So it's going to, in this case, it'll be Tyreek Hill, which will benefit Jalen Waddell tremendously. So, uh Yeah. And I don't like any of my matchups, really. The Dallas Jets game is an over-under of 38-and-a-half, which is funny because I think Dallas' defense can get that over by themselves. But, um, yeah, give me Tony. All right. Uh, I had a soul-crushing loss last week, and uh, it, it's, it's, I'm still not over it. Um, but I need to I need to get my shit together here because I I cannot go down zero and two. Uh, I am very fortunate, as you mentioned, Bishop, with your 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 Tony Pollard versus the Jets. I think that's going to be a bad thing for you. Um, I I don't know if they can stop Tyreek Hill. I I think they want to try, of course, uh, but I don't know if it's possible at this point. Uh, the ways that that Mike McDaniel's is getting him open and getting him in space and Tua is still not concussed. So I think that's going to be a problem for me. But 
I think I'm going to win this week. I think it's going to be very close. I foresee a monster game for my Philadelphia Eagles quarterback and defense. Uh, and I, I actually kind of like TJ Hawkinson this week. Um, the Eagles are like historically bad covering tight ends. And uh, I think they're going to lock down um, Justin Jefferson. So he's going to be wide open to, to catch all the, the trash, uh, the trash in the middle of the field. Uh, I do need a big game from one of my running backs. I'm not quite sure who it's going to come from. So I think this all hinges on that. <clears throat> but uh, I think I'm going to squeak by Bishop. I think I'm going to beat you. Um, I think defense and special teams will uh, be a huge part of this this game for us. So we shall see what happens in the Balls Mahoney. But now we move on to the Shula division. We have Giuseppe's the Ted Lasso way versus Bob's Cocksuckers. And uh, Giuseppe is a two-point favorite here. But RT Sports also says he's going to win with a 77% chance of victory. I don't understand how this math works, and I, I don't think I'm ever going to understand it. Um, but I'll start this one off. Um, what do we got here? Let's let's look at matchups. We got... Uh, wow. Uh, Aaron Jones. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him. It, do we know anything about his hamstring, guys? Have you? Has anybody heard anything? I've heard I nothing. Neither have I. Okay. Well, Bob is in the double tight end formation, uh, Bishop. I don't know if you've seen this. I just did. <laughs> Again, starting three San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I I don't know about that. That that makes me a little nervous. Um, I do think uh, B. John Robinson gets more in the mix this week. I think I'm going to take Giuseppe here, but I would not be surprised if Bob pulls off the upset. So I'm going to take Giuseppe. Uh, Micah, who do you think is going to win this one? Well, Bobby Big Balls, um, he is pulling out the BDI special with the two tight ends. Um, unfortunately, he has to choose between Justin Fields or Daniel Jones, which is not good. Um, DeAndre Swift is garbage. That is not good. Um, looking at his roster, I think the only real hope he's going to have this week is a big uh, game from Christian McCaffrey. Um, Giuseppe's got a good lineup this week. Uh, Mahomes, a little shaky against the Lions, but elusive. Still put up pretty decent numbers. Um, always has big game potential. Um, if Aaron Jones is healthy, I, I was not aware of these rumors that he's hurt. So I'm going to assuming that he is healthy. And uh, Bijan, they're going to work him in some more. Um, his allegedly alive Mike Williams is in the roster. His rookie Jordan Addison. I just think this week he's got a better roster, so I'll go with uh, I'll go with El Duce. Giuseppe. Uh, let's. I'm going to make that one a sweep. Uh, I actually think it's going to be a moderate blowout. Uh, he needs to get Justin Fields out of his lineup immediately. I know uh, Daniel Jones sucked against the Cowboys, but they were playing the Cowboys. Uh, this week, Danny Dimes, whatever his name is, is playing the arguably worst team in the NFL, Arizona Cardinals. Um, I would definitely be all over that. Uh, he's also playing DeAndre Swift, who I think also put up a goose egg. He had a lot of people put up goose eggs last week, so he's going to have to start one of them. Uh, Swift is not who I would start. 
uh, give me Cordero Patterson and maybe he accidentally runs into a, the end zone for a touchdown. But uh, yeah, Giuseppe's team looks pretty good this week and Bob needs to make some lineup changes in my opinion. I don't know if he knows how to pick up players in RT sports. It's kind of a weird process with the waiver wire. I, I've done my best to explain it, but uh, as far as I know, he did not make any waiver claims. Um, I like how you get this guy in the league and like don't explain anything to him, <laughs> and we just take his money. Dude, I, I tried so hard to like explain all the little quirks that we have in this league, um, and I failed miserably. <laughs> like, There's so many things. Uh, I mean... We're in our 21st year and like we've added things throughout the years. You know, it's like the team defense or the team quarterbacks and like no IR slots and like all that weird stuff that we do. It's it's very hard to uh, to to sham that down someone's throat as they uh, take over a team in this league. So I'm sure he'll get there, but uh, it's going to be a rough year for Bob, I think. Let's go to the next matchup. We have Matt's team spam versus McLean's Cologne rocks. I'm a little surprised that McLean has not changed the team name. Uh, as far as I know, Cologne rocks was always uh peewee's thing. And now that he's not managing the team, I'm, I'm sh- kind of surprised that he has not changed. Uh, but uh, Cologne rocks is a seven and a half point favorite here um, over Matt. Uh, with a 67% chance of winning, Bishop, uh, do you agree with these uh, p- projections? Uh, yeah, I'm, well, uh, I actually really like McLean's team this year. I know, I think I said that last week, but I'm going to say it again this week. Uh, I think his quarterback situation's a bit uh, suspect, but he wasn't expecting to have it start the, the Colts quarterback when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Colts are playing at Houston. Should be a pretty good game for him. I still like his running backs, although we don't know about Eckler's uh, injury, but I still like Joe Mixon to bounce back. I like Derrick Henry. They're playing the Chargers, who pretty much suck. So uh, I think he's going to eat. Matt's team... He has a Dolphins quarterback, and like I said, the Patriots are going to key in on Tyreek, so I think it's going to take him away. He might, even, They might even concuss Tua by looking at him weird. Other than that, I don't really like a lot of Matt's matchups, so I'm going to take McLean in this one. Micah, go ahead and uh, give us your analysis, please. Yeah, sure. So looking over the rosters here, uh, I do like the little uh, the Hydra that uh, McLean has with uh, Henry, Mixon, and Eckler. Uh, that could be pretty lethal. Uh, Ramondi Stevenson had a pretty good game. Uh, could do well against Miami. David Tua uh, might be a little bit of wild card. I'm not too sure he's going to do what he did last week repetitively uh, against Belichick. Um, he'll likely get some points from T. Higgins this week. At least he would sure hope so. Um, he is starting starting the Giants' defense, which is kind of funny, but understandable because they're playing Arizona. But um, I think that trio of running backs will be too difficult for Team Spam to overcome. So I'll take McLean. Uh, we're going to head and sweep this one. I also think McLean wins this one. 
Uh, I'm really worried about Alexander Madison this week going up against an angry Philadelphia Eagles team on Thursday night, short rest, all that stuff. Uh, I, I don't know if T I don't, let me, let me say this. I am not the biggest fan of T Higgins, so I don't think you can count on him. And I uh, hadn't noticed that Tony. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a theme here. Um, (laughs) and also I don't know who Jahan Dotson is. Uh, apparently he plays for the football team in Washington. Um, what did he do last week? Five for 40. So probably like a, a possession guy. Yeah. That doesn't really scare me too much. Uh, Austin Eckler is, is a stone cold stud. I know he's dealing with an ankle, but, uh, I think he'll suit up and, uh, uh, Derek Henry should have a, a, a great game here. So I'm going to take McLean. And now we go to the Ditka, everybody's favorite division, and we have Santino's Lucky Wolf <laughs> versus uh, Micah's very own Team Serbia here. Uh, I'll go ahead and start this one, I guess. <clears throat> I'm not really sure what to make of uh, Christian Kirk. It could be just a one-week fluke. Uh, it could be he's lost his job. It's very uh, interesting on what's going to happen there with him. Um, but Micah is a – wow, you're a four-and-a-half-point dog to uh, pro, to Santino here. How does how does that make you feel, just, just real quick? I don't know, man. I'm in the same boat as you. It also says I have a 57% chance of winning. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't know what to make of these things. You're right. But, hey, I mean, at the, at the man, it's the it, – this – RT Sports knows that the man is playing like 4D chess. He's always ahead of the game. Clearly. I do see that you have uh, Tyler Lockett in your lineup, uh, even though there's an injury concern there. Uh, I Man, your best player is arguably Calvin Ridley right now, but Santino had the, the, the foresight to keep Trevor Lawrence just for this exact moment. So I think uh, Santino gets paid off here. Uh, I think Christian Kirk maybe gets a, a makeup touchdown, you know, like, Oh, sorry. We, uh, we fucked you over last week. Here's a, here's a couple red zone targets. Uh, and I did mention, I, I love the Eagles this week. I love AJ Brown this week. I love Santino this week and always. Man, Tony, I thought I was going to be the one to, call the Santino upset here. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to agree. I, I'm going to take Santino. I think uh, Jamar Chase is going to bounce back. I think, like like you said, Christian Kirk's going to bounce back. Even that uh, Isaiah Pashenko, whatever his name is, uh, I think he's going to have a good game. Uh, it's not that I don't like Micah's team except for Calvin Ridley. Uh, let's see. There's too many people going on, on Thursdays. For some reason, that always irks me whenever there's too many people going on Thursday. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be close, like very, very close. But uh, I was going to take Santino because why not? All right, so looking over uh, the teams here, for my own selfish reasons, um, I hope that Christian Kirk continues to flounder because that only makes Kelvin Ridley better. And I'm hoping that for every 
touchdown that Lawrence throws, I can nullify it with the reception point with Ridley. Uh, some potential issues on my roster would be Kirk Cousins. Uh, Jesus clearly was not down with him last week. We'll have to see if he said enough prayers this week. Might be a tough order to fill against the Eagles. Uh, Lockett is allegedly healthy. Uh, my options, if I was not to play Lockett, it looks like uh, Waller may still have a hamstring issue. So if I was to make a change, I might have to roll with uh, Mr. Joshua Kelly or roll Juju. But for now, uh, I've got Lockett in there. I'm hoping that Gibbs gets worked in a bit more uh, against Seattle, which is allegedly going to happen. But game plans will change. Um, I do agree with you guys that Jamar Chase will have a bounce-back game. But uh, I am going to hope and predict that it will not be enough and that uh, Nick Chubb against Pittsburgh on Monday night will uh, will deliver victory for me. All right. Let's go to our last matchup. We have... Worm Friedrich. Uh, with Team Taylor versus BDI's Nick slash her. Uh, this is also a, a head scratcher because Worm is an eight-point favorite, but it says that BDI has a 64% chance to win. I love this. It's a weekly meme. It's great. Um, yeah, so Micah, take us home here. Who do you think wins this matchup and why? Well, BDI has uh, come to his senses and put his keeper on the roster, which is which is good. He's got Ayuk in there. Um, man, this actually could be a pretty decent game as well. Uh, David Montgomery could be poised as well for a big game against Seattle. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Justin Ebert against Tennessee uh, could be a pretty good matchup for Worm. Oh, man, BDI's got uh, Jordan Love going, who uh, showed that he might be uh, somewhat uh, decent there, but he was playing the Bears, who the Packers tend to own. So who knows if that's what Jordan Love is or was just a, a byproduct of playing the Bears. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I think I've got to go with uh, with BDI this week. Very interesting. I was thinking the same thing, but I think I'm going to swerve at the last minute and I'm going to pick Worm uh, for no other reason that uh, Saquon Barkley is playing at the Cardinals, and I feel like I'm going to start paying attention to who's playing against the Cardinals since apparently they're trying to get the first overall pick uh, to always go with the people playing against the Cardinals. So I'm going to take Worm, uh, Tony. What do you got? Um, I'm going to take Worm as well. I I do not like uh, playing Jarek McKinnon every week. I do not like Najee Harris at all. Uh, we saw we saw them swallow up Joe Mixon last week. The Cleveland Browns defense. I should mention. I will start Cleveland Browns defense. Um, and I think that's going to be a bad game for Najee Harris. I think he's immediately going to be benched again uh, due to ineffectiveness. And, uh, boy, his wide receivers are pretty good, though. What Diggs and Ayuk and Pittman, 
But I think Worm will have enough with uh, – I think he'll get a touchdown out of David Montgomery. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the Chargers are not going to be running the ball. They're going to be throwing it a lot because the, t- the Tennessee Titans have a monster rush defense. So give me – Oh, wrong one. I, I hit the wrong button. Worm Frederick. Give me Worm. I think Worms wins this one. So – uh, what do you guys think is the breakout player this week? Uh, Bishop, I'll start off with you. Uh, yeah, I already got mine. You got you got to wind up? Okay, let's hear it. What is it? Yeah, I got your boy Jalen Waddle. I have a history of taking a uh, breakout player against the my opponent because usually someone has a breakout game against me. And like I said before, I think it's Jalen Waddle because Bill Belichick's going to lock down Tyreek Hill. Micah, let's see. Who, who do you got? So for my own selfish reasons, once again, I am going to my team and I am going with the Bogleman Jamamir Gibbs. <laughs> I I mean, you're you're trying to straight curse me. I know what you're doing. I I will not accept. Uh but I'm gonna take Christian Kirk for Santino. It can't get much worse than it was last week. Like I said, I think he's going to get an apology touchdown here this week. So give me Christian Kirk. All right, that is going to do it for the week two preview show. Fantasy football scoop and poop. All right, show's over. I'm tired. Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.